Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with sports. Lots going on today. Regional girls basketball and district wrestling across the state of Iowa. We'll get to those previews here in a moment. Let's take a look at last night's boys' district basketball in Class 1A Substate 1. Sibley O'Cheaton topped Hartley Melvin Sanborn 55-39. Boyer Valley 78, Whiting 30. 1A Substate 7, Lamoni 51, Melcher Dallas 41. Nottoe Valley 45, East Union 44. 1A Substate 8, Essex 80, Hamburg 45. And Woodward Grain, Woodward Academy 58, uh, Peyton Chardin 43. Regular season basketball action last night. Nolan Waters nailed a crucial three-point shot in overtime while Colton Rasmussen scored 33 points to lead all scorers in 13 in the fourth quarter to guide Atlantic to a 67-65 overtime victory over Lennox. Gavin McLaren had an excellent night for the Trojans, scoring 20 points. Brock Henderson added seven, Waters had five, and Tyrell Williams finished with two. On the other hand, Gabe Funk had an impressive game for Lennox with 27 points, while Carter Reed scored 19. Dawson Evans had 10, Brody Brokaw 3, Owen Grunman 2, Peyton Toll 1, and Laramie Stokes contributed 1 point for the Tigers. The Trojans initially took an 8-1 lead, but Lennox responded with a 10-0 run. Funk made two baskets from beyond the arc, and Dawson Evans hit the other to give the Tigers an 11-8 lead. The Trojans answered with a 10-3 run and ended the quarter with an 18-14 advantage. Atlantic extended its lead to 33-25 at halftime. However, Lennox scored 22 points in the third quarter and held the Trojans to only nine. Gabe Funk and Carter Reed led the charge with nine and seven points respectively, giving the visitors a 47-42 lead. Then Colton Rasmussen caught fire in the final frame, scoring 13 points to bring the Trojans back into the game. Third quarter, we came out really slow. You know, we weren't doing anything on offense, so... When it came to the fourth quarter, I knew that I had to go and I had to get our team back into this game. And so I just got the ball and just willed ourselves back into it. The fourth quarter saw six lead changes. And when the time ran out, the game remained tied at 61-61, forcing it to go into overtime. And Nolan Waters overtime with a crucial... And Nolan Waters led overtime with a crucial three-point basket, putting the Trojans ahead 64-61. Atlantic held the Tigers to only four free throws in overtime, ultimately winning the game 67-65. Atlantic head coach Dalton Franken. Boys came out and uh, they fought all night. We wanted, we knew we had a size advantage, so we really wanted to take advantage of that down low. Um, I thought we did a good job of uh, doing that at the beginning of the game, um, and then we. Uh, uh, coming out in the second half, they started doing their, uh, well, a little bit in the second corner, they started doing a little bit of a box and one. Um, that kind of, we scored against it two or three times right away. They got out of it. And then in that third quarter, we were just, we were terrible offensively. A ton of turnovers leading to easy baskets uh, for them on the other end. I think we gave up 20 or 22 points in the third quarter. Um, not ideal, but uh, I told the guys in the locker room, just proud of their fight. Um, they didn't quit on each other. Um, and we, uh, we got the stops when we needed to. Um, would just like to see us uh, have a little bit better composure down the stretch there. We, we strung together about three stops in a row, and um, we wanted to be patient and pull it out and run the shot clock down. And, um, you know, a couple of them we probably could have finished pushing it ahead, but they ended up swiping it away from us. So, um, But all in all, I mean, we'll take a win. It's our first win at home this year, um, so I'm happy for the guys. Um, I was really proud of uh, the way Rass bounced back and fought through. He's not... Um, he's not 100%, but 
Um, he sure looked like it tonight, so um, he played well. With this win, Atlantic extended its record to 6-14 and and will host Harlan on Monday night. Lennox fell to 10-11 and and will open district play at Stanton on Monday. Elsewhere in the Hawkeye 10, Glenwood 61, Denison Sleswig 49, Harlan over Creston 68-45, Sergeant Bluff Luton 49, Lewis Central 34 in non-conference play last night. Raccoon River Conference, winners at 77, Ballard 64, Gilbert 78, Carlisle 42, ADM 58, Carroll 45, North Polk 64, Boone 41. Also, Albia 58, Southeast Warren 35, a non-conference action. And Des Moines Christian beat Indianola 62-54 in non-conference play. Let's turn our attention to a district wrestling here across the state. Atlantic is the host site for a 2A district wrestling tournament today. The first match starts at 10 a.m. Atlantic in Creston, Greene County, Knoxville, Prairie City, Monroe, Perry, St. Dell, and Van Meter will compete for the top two spots in the podium and a trip to the state wrestling tournament on February 14th to the 17th. Atlantic head coach Tim Tuff says this is a solid field of teams and it will take his squad's best effort to earn a spot to the state tournaments. I tell the boys, um, you know, a similar story every year. You know, there's not a, a better, um, bigger event in the state of Iowa than the Iowa High School State Wrestling Tournament. And there's not a more prestigious uh, high school state wrestling tournament in the nation. And, um, you know, to qualify to get there uh, says a lot about, um, you know, A, not only uh, what kind of rest you are, but B, you know, how mentally tough you are. At, at this point in the season, um, it's really not about wrestling. It's about who wants it, um, who believes in themselves, and who's mentally willing to go out there and lay it on the line and, and uh, find a way to, to fight and, and win those tough, hard-fought matches. Coach Duff says Crest is the only familiar opponent out of the eight-team field. As you mentioned the teams there. The only team we've really seen is Creston. Mm. You know, Creston, we've seen them a number of times, obviously, Hawkeye 10 opponent and and uh you know just southwest iowa they uh at, at a number of the similar tournaments that we go to and and so we're going to see some different competition there when you see knoxville perry sadell prairie city green county van meter um you know we had the opportunity to see van meter early in the season up at humboldt um and we saw green county at our tournament so i'm going to be some different opponents we're um hopeful that uh, we can come out and wrestle above our seeds because, you know, we, we it's going to be a, a solid tournament and you're going to have to really earn your trip to the state tournament today. The 16 ranked wrestlers include 106, Tate Jordan of Atlantic, ranked 7th, Quinn Ariano of Van Meter, ninth. At 120, Christian Aarons of Creston ranked number two. Aiden Smith of Atlantic ranked two at 126. Colton Keller of Knoxville ranked 12th at 132. Austin Evans of Creston ranked fifth at 144. Tucker Wheeler, Prairie City Monroe, sixth. Hutton Branger of Prairie City Monroe ranked 11th at 150. Gavin Shearman of Greene County, fourth at 157. Brent Dinhart of Greene County, fourth at 165. Brent Bollinger of Creston, 10th at 175. And Daniel Gorshitz from Knoxville, Ranked fourth at 190, Kane Kilmer of Perry ranked fourth. Keegan Snyder of Perry ranked tenth at 215, and at 285, and Max Chapman of Creston rated fifth. Evan Sorts of Atlantic rated sixth, according to IA Russell. We'll have all the coverage on 95.7 FM today, with reports throughout the morning and early afternoon, and live coverage of the finals on 95.7 FM. The first update around at 10 o'clock.
Take a look at uh, girls' regional basketball tonight in Class 2A Region 2. Ogden is at West Central Valley, South Hard at West Fork. 2A Region 3, Missouri Valley at Logan Magnolia. Shenandoah is uh, playing Underwood at Iowa Western Community College. 2A Region 5, Camper at East Sac County, South Central Calhoun at Belmont Clemmy. 2A Region 8, Colfax Bingo at I-35, Madra Grandview Christian. 3A Region 2, St. Ella Des Moines Christian, Van Meter at Clark. Eagle Grove at Algona and Clarion Goldfield Dows uh, will also be in action tonight. And in Class 3A Region 7, OA, BCIG at Harlan, Red Oak at Clarendon. On the bottom side of that bracket, Green County is at Cherokee, Washington, and Atlantic travels to Southeast Valley for a 7 o'clock tip-off. We'll have the game on KS95.7 FM. Zach Collins has this report. With such a young Atlantic girls basketball team this season, the Trojans have continued to see tremendous improvement in ball movement, court vision, and court situations. Head coach Dan Vargason has seen his girls take a big step up, which is just right in time for regionals. Yeah, they've improved tremendously. Um, and I think the biggest thing is with just playing together, mm-hmm. limiting turnovers, understanding what we're supposed to be doing, things like that. As the season's gone on, you can start to see the vision of players. They, they, they're starting to see the floor. They're starting to know where teammates are supposed to be um, and things like that. I think early on that was our biggest disconnect and why we had so many turnovers was people were still learning where they were supposed to be and where their teammates were supposed to be. And then when the defense made an adjustment, now what? And now we're starting to understand, okay, if this is what happens, this is how we react. And and we're getting to that point where the coaches don't have to say it from the sideline. They're able to see it themselves. The Trojans are led this season by Peyton Harder, who averages 16.4 points and 11.4 rebounds per game this season. Although Peyton has been a key player in scoring this season, it cannot always just be what Coach Varkison calls, quote-unquote, the Peyton Show. We have seen that as of late, as Zoe Kirkhoff, who averages 6.3 points per game, Maddie Richter with the same 6.3, McKenna Schroeder at 5.2, and Katrina Williams with 3 points, have all continued to push the tempo and make key contributions both offensively and defensively. Yeah, absolutely, and, and that's one of the more important pieces that we've uh, needed is we, we knew we had Peyton in the paint, and we knew that Katrina could go in and, and get some things done as well, but Katrina's done a great job. But uh, on the perimeter, uh, we needed to stretch things out to be able to get Peyton some space, and, and not only that, but just to be able to score. We, we don't mm-hmm. want to be a one-dimensional team. We talked early on we didn't want it to be the Peyton show. She has to get touches, but when it goes into her and comes back out, we needed Zoe and Maddie, McKenna, uh, all those girls to score from the perimeter consistently. Speaking of Maddie Richter, the senior has knocked down 20 of 93 pointers this season and has been shooting 36.9% effectively from the field this year. Her game continues to improve and has become a crucial part of the Trojan offense. Yeah, Maddie is somebody who she definitely is really good at stretching the floor for us. She's shooting over 30%, almost made 33s on the season. Uh, So she's somebody that's tough to defend. Plus this year, she's gotten much better at dribbling and and getting to the basket, not just the dribbling, but actually getting somewhere and and, and finishing moves. So that's been good for her to be able to expand her game. Looking into their opponent, Southeast Valley, who finished 11-8 and this season, they're led in scoring by Kenneth Scott and Breck Mills. Scott has averaged 18 points, 3.6 assists, and 4.1 steals per game this season, while shooting 46% from the field. Mills is averaging 14.9 points and 8.4 rebounds per game as the two most effective players on the floor for the Jaguars. Yeah, like you said, those are their two main players, Kenneth Scott and Breck Mills. Uh, They shoot the majority of their shots. I think between the two of them, they've taken almost 600 of their 800 shots on the season. So you know they're going to put up their shots. Uh, They're both over 40% from the field, 
28%, 24%, and Breck Mills is a tall player. She's 6'1", and, and she prefers to play out on the perimeter so she can shoot over people. So that's a big advantage for, for them as well, and she's a good rebounder and, and just good all-around player. Uh, and they get to the basket very effectively, and they'll play in transition. So we've got to make sure we take that away and try to limit them uh, you know, and, and force other players. Uh, the, uh, their next leading score is 4.6 mm-hmm. per game, so the girl makes two to three shots. Those are the types of players that we got to have beat us. We can't let Scott and Mills go off and, and take control of the game. The Trojans will head up to Southeast Valley High School today for the Class 3A Region 7 competition for an opening tip-off at 7 p.m. KS 95.7 will be live for the broadcast as myself, Zach Collins, will have the call with a pregame show at 6.40 p.m. I'm Zach Collins reporting. And that's a look at sports. I'm Tom Robinson.